Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse, Code, and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town, The Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Elizabeth as Princess Gwendolyn, Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano, alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse, Code, and Crown! I would like to wild shape into a giant wolf spider, if I may. Yeah, brother, I'll allow that. Yeah, okay. Yes! So they have a climbing speed of 40 feet, uh, and they uh, do not have, um, their speed isn't halved either, and they can climb on vertical and upside down surfaces. It's gonna meet so many celebrities. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just gonna bring up giant wolf spider stats here. There we go. Uh, 
Great, yeah, spider climb. Spider can climb difficult surfaces, including upside down on ceilings, without needing to make an ability check. So I just go up 40 feet and wait. <laughs> what, is, uh, what does that transformation look like? Um, it is, uh, I, uh, um, I kind of uh, T-pose a little bit, and the, uh, the mushrooms, only some of them, uh, start to change a little bit. Uh, and they grow tall and long and hairy, and basically uh, six more appendages come from the mushroom caps on my shoulders and on my back, and they fall into place along each flank. Uh, and my awesome. head kind of shrinks into my body until it's just eight eyes and mandibles. Uh, and I am a I am a man-sized uh, wolf spider. Man, I've killed a lot of you for XP in The Witcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great, great. So I, I wave at him when he's up at 40 feet. I'm like, no, you got to bring a rope with you. You can't just, this is very impressive and you buried the lead, but I need you to take a rope up to the top for us. So I, I want to like uh, tie a rope around him to go you, up. You will have your gear when you get up there, right, Tyler? Because it, it yes. transforms with you. But Duncan yeah. wouldn't know that. Can you communicate with him from up there? Uh, not really. Um, I can start to secrete a silky web at my ass and lower it down to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. It begins to pool in the rope that Duncan is holding. <laughs> Great. I put my rope away, uh, and Duncan would like to Cirque du Soleil himself, like somebody riding silks. Uh, well, that, sir, does sound like an acrobatics ready. check. So that's that's how he's going to rig himself up uh, to be ready to ride the silk after the spider. So do I roll yes, an acrobatics? Please. What do I do? Yep. Great. <laughs> And that is a 15. Okay. Um, so, uh, Gwendolyn, you've just seen uh, Maka turn into a spider and climb away. Mm -hmm. So he's doing real good. Uh, and you can see Duncan kind of prepping a, a very elaborate silk act. Uh, what's your plan? Just keep, like, brute forcing up the up the wall? Um... Yeah. Okay, go ahead and roll. <laughs> I think so. Like, it has to work. I mean, it's not like I fell the first time. I can do this. Sure hope it doesn't rain today. Oh, no, it's raining. <laughs> it's a 10. You didn't fall the first time. Uh, you continue to climb at a regular speed, uh, so you're up to the second level now. <laughs> so ten more, ten more bad rolls, and you will have been able to rejoin the adventure. Already in progress. <laughs> Um, cool. So, um, Maka, you just continue to climb, uh, unfettered. It's great. Um, I'm gonna skip, skip a couple steps and say you make it to the top, uh, just cause I don't see any reason why you wouldn't, if you're just kind of like walking. Mm -hmm. Um, Duncan, are you trying to go along with him or are you waiting till he's up and then climbing? Um, if... If I can stick the web to the wall along the way, I'd probably just follow while he's doing it, because then if he wipes out, there's some security built into his butt, because okay. Duncan is not aware that the That's spider great. can't fall. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay, um, so yeah, give me uh, give me another acrobatics, please. That one is a 21. 21, all right, you're, you're golden. So yeah, you're, you're sticking to the wall as you go and able to just kind of like Using the swinging motion, use your acrobatic skills to kick off walls and like it's less climbing and more kind of elegantly falling upward. 
Uh, it's Tom Cruise it. doing that cool Mission Impossible climb shit. Yeah. Now I know why you want to hate me. Um, yeah, you 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 climb the most disappointing film in the franchise's cliff. Um, Gwendolyn, roll me uh, three checks, please. We'll take the best of three. Or the worst of three. <laughs> 15, 1, and 14. So, uh, 18. Was that a nat one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Said so you're going to take the best. I, I will. Maybe the worst. Well, no, it's going to be a best two out of three. Um, so... So 18 and 17. Yeah, and a one. Wait, uh, no, you said the best. <laughs> Remember that time earlier? When I, was I not merciful? Occasionally I'm not. Um, so go ahead and roll me a strength save, please. Um, as you continue hey. to kind of chip your way up, you're finding better. Like, you're just really getting into the rhythm of it. Um, and then you kind of punch your hand through, and uh, a massive chunk falls with it. Um, <gasps> that was that Cliff celebrity guy. Oh, no. Yeah. That was a... It was a 10. Uh, you begin to fall uh, from great heights. Um, go ahead and roll me a dexterity save. Shit. These are not my saving throws. <laughs> uh, that's better. 14. 14. Uh, okay, so you managed to, to get... You're kind of like scrabbling as you fall, uh, and you managed to grab one of your previous handholds. Uh, it wrenches your, your uh, metal shoulder pretty badly. Uh, you'll take four yeah. points of damage. Uh, but you didn't fall all the way back down to the ground, which would have been a much larger dice. So you feel pretty good about that. Uh, and then uh, based on the success of your other two rolls, uh, you're able to climb the rest of the way without issue. Um, so <laughs> the three of you reach um, the lip, and you haven't gone up and over yet. Um, the wind is, is fucking blasting down this um, at a, a rate that's uh, a little bit alarming. Uh, this isn't like a, a, oh, that's a brisk wind. This is like a blow you the fuck off the mountain wind. Um, so you're going to have to kind of force your way through it. Um, so if you're going to try and um, wait for a moment for it to subside to kind of like scrabble up and run, uh, I'll take a deck save. If you're going to try and force your way through, it's going to be a con save. I will wait until there is a moment to do so. Uh, I'm going to look to the spider and be like, I'm imagining the wind is an equal problem for you, my eight-legged friend. The the spider will kind of nod with its whole body, I guess, <laughs> having no neck. <laughs> All right, should I maybe try to entrench myself here with batons and hang on to your butt thread so if you go over, I can hang on to you? Uh, the spider will, I, I guess, just nod again. Okay, so I'm going to try to really get myself in, like, a little harness here so that if the spider goes for a fly, I can catch it. Sure. Um, hmm. Okay. Um, so, Maka, you're just going to try and brute force your way through? Uh, or are you also waiting for a moment? That's the waiting for a moment, yeah. Okay. Yeah. With um, my new spider stats, Dex is definitely better. <laughs> <laughs> When you want you spider stats, spider stats. Yeah. Uh, Laura, uh, what's your plan? I got I got to con this one. Okay. So the two of you wait, uh, and as you do so, you just hear like, <laughs> and um, Gwendolyn intrepidly climbs past you. Yeah, I look over and I'm like, so if the spider's gonna go, but the wind's just blowing the words away and then you're past. Yeah, I have to share like why I'm kind of like laughing to myself because I'm just, it, this is gonna be 
no one's gonna get this, but like, if there's any climbers out there, like get it. There's this one climber named Adam Andra, and when he climbs something really difficult, he just screams out. <laughs> like, just, ah, ah. It's like the best thing to watch. That's what I'm imagining. I'm that, that tracks. Like, <laughs> you, you've never climbed anything before, so I so would it's also. Like, it's like I'm gonna die. Yeah. It's like I feel like if I don't scream and use all of my like power, like I'm I'm gonna fall off and, and die. So she's like, ah. she she can't run out of air, so it's not like it's tiring. Yeah. She's just a haunted suit of armor. She can yell forever. (laughs) I will say uh, for the purposes of um, kind of the game mechanics and everything else, it is it's worth considering your kind of stamina and everything else as kind of like in spawn terms. It's like his necroplasm meter where it's like it is expendable. You don't have infinite stamina or or strength, uh, largely because it's like your essence tires from animating it. But yes, you can scream pretty much infinitely because like, it's a free action. I ain't gonna stop you. Um, <laughs> Slimming is a free you, action. You do get tired, but for you it feels more like um, it's harder and harder to move the armor. Whereas normally yeah. when you're just moving around, it feels like it's your body, but you become acutely aware of the fact that you are inhabiting it the more tired and worn out you get, which is why you can still be affected by fatigue and that sort of stuff. Necroplasm meter. <laughs> Yay! Gotcha. Um, I think you were like in spawn terms, and then we're like, I mean, the spawn game. <laughs> uh, also, the comics. It's in the comic book too. Oh yeah. Does he have yeah. a meter in the comics though? Uh, in some frames. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, yeah I, I went down a weird spawn rabbit hole yesterday because McFarlane's kickstarting an updated yeah the new figure, yeah. figure and I was like. You run a toy company. Why the fuck are you doing this? And they're yeah, like, Kickstarting seems weird. They're like, because it's a great way yeah. to not have to risk any money no, whatsoever. I know. And then yeah. they're like, here's his, his new costume. I'm like, Ooh. I got to read about this. And then I did, and it was exhausting. So I'm sorry. That's why I have that weird, like, 90s reference kicking around. But Spawn. I like it. Cool. Yeah. It's okay. Everyone else here got that. I, it wasn't for you, Laura. I, I, I was like, <laughs> and mine wasn't was for a, any of you. It was about you, but it wasn't. For On the you. contrary, I can always appreciate someone screaming at an inanimate object as part of a task. I don't need to know climbing to know that's fun. So, uh, screaming at the top of your metal lungs, you, um, you just do the world's most epic chin up as you just kind of like put your hands over, uh, and as you do, like the, the wind starts battering your your helmet your entire metallic frame starts like rattling uh go ahead and roll me that con save please keep in mind uh 14 did you add your what? additional strength that because the additional That's oh not you're a right yep yeah, yeah okay so sorry 14 no. 14 cool um so you like force your way up and it is um you can see that it's almost um uh, at the bottom of a hill, a small hill, which is why the wind is so vicious here. Um, mm. And uh, you can see kind of outcroppings of rocks to the left and right. So you begin to like stagger walk your way across. Um, I'm going to give you a 15 cool. on that because I feel like your strength should also apply to con in this instance, uh, not universally. Love it. Um, but you, you're pretty light on your feet and you, you get the sense that much less than that would have been tremendously bad. Oh, Laura, your white balance is doing like a disco I know. show. I don't know. That's What's what wind on? looks like. It looks like <laughs> your camera is a haunted camera. <laughs> yeah, uh, Laura, it looks like uh, you're at the end of 2001: A Space Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty Laura's great. Seeing the monument. Yeah. Uh, cool. You're good. You saw the monument. Now you're a space baby. Okay. I'm just gonna stay still. That's. Let's not make that rule. 
It's fine. Don't worry about it. We're good. It's because you raised your hand and it changed the white balance when you showed your thumb. Is that what yeah. it was? And then you made the screen black so it's back to normal. Good thing we have a film so director weird. with us. Really, This is going to be a <laughs> hell of a payoff for the podcast. All yeah. right. Sorry, uh, friends. This is podcast gold, y'all. Yep. Uh, so you start staggering towards the rocks. Um, as you do so, the wind dies down for a moment and you're able to throw yourself behind one. Uh, at that moment, uh, Duncan and... Maka, please roll me perception checks. That's an 8 for Duncan. That is a 12 for Maka. I just want to make sure I don't, I'm not missing any special skills for perception on this guy. Uh, blind sight, dark vision, passive perception, 13. Oh, but we rolled for it, so... Uh, no, I'll take your passive. Ryan, what's your passive? Oh, okay. oh 11. Okay, that's fine. Uh, then I'll just take those. That's easier. Um, so you hear the wind not stop but settle for a moment, uh, and you both pull yourselves up uh, and run. So uh, I need dexterity saves from both of you, please. 16 for Spider Maka. 25 for Duncan. All right. Uh, you are very handily able to make your way to cover uh, as the wind whips um, furiously past you. Um, you take shelter um, for uh, what seems like an eternity, but it's probably about 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, and then finally the wind subsides. Um, but it went at that pace for about that long. And you're not sure if that's going to happen again or what. Um, so you kind of scramble out of cover and uh, quickly make your way up to the top of the hill. Um, so here's my question to you. Are you going to sacrifice speed for stealth, or are you going max speed? Um, I think Maka would go speed. Yeah, just because... The wind uh, doesn't care if it can't see you. The wind will blow you off this cliff if you don't get to cover. So Maka's going to go. Is the, wait, is there cover, Tom? What are we heading towards? Like, what are we looking at? You're literally looking up a hill. So you don't know what's on top of the hill. You don't know what's beyond that. You can just see, like, a ridge. And there's kind of rocky outcroppings down near the cliff face. And then it's just kind of dead space from here to the top of the, the ridge. I'm mostly asking for, like, if you're going top speed, then it's like you scramble up and over the ridge, and then you deal with whatever's up there when you go. If it's stealth, you can not risk being spotted when you go up, but you also run the risk of the wind kicking you off again. Nah, yeah, I'm with... Personally, I'm with Mark. I think we just make a run for it. I really don't want to die in the fall. You can't entirely dance your way to the Lord of Justice if you fell down the hill. <laughs> You know, the famed duel I've trained my whole life for. Climbing and then falling down. Are you talking to Maka about this? <laughs> yeah, this is bullshit. I'm talking to okay. both of you. I hate this. Maka I just like... want to fight with swords. I want to fight people <laughs> who did the wrong thing. We fought cows. I killed a bear I'm wearing. Now I had to climb a fucking hell. I just want to find the evil person and put a blade in their eye. And then they're dead and I did my job. Maka just looks at you and goes like... You get All the impression right, he, he's like yeah, He okay. also says we go fast What do you think princess? Um Am I just I'm, Am I not just like forcing my you way know, you, you managed to get to the cover. wind? 
Oh, I yep. managed. Oh, okay, I got to cover. Because the wind died down, um, so I was like, it doesn't make any sense for you to have to fight your yeah, way through yeah, wind yeah. if the wind is dead. Just kind of like, <laughs> ah, ah. oh, all right, I'll just walk over here now. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so we'll all book it on three. All right, here you go, and I'm going to give yeah. them, uh, not the spider, the spider's doing fine. I'll give the suit of armor a baton for, like, each hand. And I'm like, if the wind goes, stab it into the ground and hold on. Uh, and for me, I'm just going to haul up all the silk that I had. And I'm going to, like, wrap it around my waist. And I'm just going to stab a baton through it every couple of feet so that if I go, I theoretically got something. Because I am not that strong. <laughs> I am very dexterous. Cool. Um, all right. So collectively taking a deep breath or whatever the fuck a spider does. Or a suit of armor. Uh, Duncan, you take a deep <laughs> breath. Um, and then uh, the three of you um, sprint for the top of the hill. Um, and uh, you can feel the wind begin to, to rise as you rush uh, towards the ridge. And at the last second, as the wind begins to, to s s go from a slow hiss to a shrieking howl, you throw yourselves up uh, and over the ridge um, and uh, crash through um, a... Uh, a pile of staked bones. Um, uh, you kind of like stumble over them uh, and you can see there are wooden stakes pointing kind of straight up in the air uh, with just like skulls smashed onto them. Um, so you shatter through that and um, find yourselves looking at um, what would have at one point been uh, kind of like, I I'm never quite sure how to describe these trees, but uh, it's a forest. Um, a, a snowy, snowy forest. Um, but uh, the trees are kind of like, um, they're maybe 10 foot tall. Like think almost like um, like one of those low-lying orchards. Like you wouldn't need a ladder really to get to the top of any of these trees. They're fairly small. Uh, you see them in like, um, I guess, like rural Italy, like out in the country. Um, they're not huge trees. They're, they're smallish trees, but there are a lot of them. Uh, and it looks kind of like um, a, a small, like almost grove that kind of stretches out, um, covered in snow and, and ice. Uh, unfortunately, this means there are a lot of blind spots. There are a lot of like, like sort of um, dunes that have been made of snow that kind of cover parts of these trees. Um, and uh, yeah, um, there's this sort of pile of staked skulls. And then in the distance, you can see... Um, trees that seem like far distance, you can see trees that seem to have dark shapes in them, um, which sync up with what uh, Peachtree told you about the the impaled bodies. So basically, dunes on either side of you. The dunes are about eight feet tall. The trees are maybe ten feet tall. You see spines of, of branches sticking through the dunes, um, and in the distance, you can see the impaled uh, corpses on the trees. Okay. Uh, Maka's going to stay in, in spider form. It seems useful at, at this juncture, so he's not going to transform back or anything like that. He's going to be tough to communicate. Yeah, so It's going to be tough for him to communicate with you, but you can All right, so stuff. it's time for us to plan. Now, Maka, as a turtle, you're like a big, strong fighter, but you're not a turtle right now. I, I, he, tap a leg on the ground... If you're gonna be a spider for a bit, one time or two times, if you're gonna tortle it again. All right, okay, staying a spider for however long that is. Yeah. My guess would be we follow the corpses, we find the monster, we also get ambushed by the monster, but that 
I don't really have a great plan, to be honest. I'm not a hunter. I'm a duelist. But dueling's what I know, and we want to duel it. What if we send the armor in that just sort of glitters and is strong, and you go in... And then we can kind of ghost on the flanks. I'm covered in white and I'm stealthy and I imagine a spider could sneak through the trees or climb or do whatever you do. And then if it comes after the big loud suit of armor, maybe you could sing a song, act like an idiot, let it know where you are, then hold it for a second and we'll come in on the flanks. All right. <laughs> okay. Does that make sense to you, Mr. Spider? That's a yes, unless it's a no. All right. <laughs> I'll go left. Spider goes right. We'll stay within sight of you, princess. You want to go knock around and make some noise? Okay. Well, all right. All right. I mean, can you signal when you're in position? I mean, that would sort of defeat the purpose of ongoing hidden stealth if we're like every 10 feet. Oh. I'm right here, princess. Don't be scared. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to start tramping about while you were, you know, not ready. Maybe you could give it a 10 count. All right. Give it to, All right. give it to a count of 10, I guess. Okay. All right. So. Wow. This was way more difficult than it should have been. <laughs> Maka and Spider Maka and Duncan, can you roll uh, stealth checks, please? Yes, I can. With my plus seven to stealth, I certainly can. Plus seven? Yeah, giant wolf spiders the are stealthy. I see. I did roll a four, though, so it's 11. I see you're a Miles check. Morales Spider Maka with your invisibility. <laughs> it's one of his yeah, powers. Yeah, I, uh, I got a nine. I got 11. I got a rock. Um, all right, so you guys start stealthily making your way through the, uh, the trees on, on either side of the dunes. Well, I feel like I'm intentionally doing a one. Yeah, so. you're, I don't think you're stealthing. Like, yeah, you, you just uh, you give them the ten count, and then you start um, striding forward. So, um, uh, Gwendolyn, um, as you're kind of walking along this sort of center path, which you can tell is very much a path, like the... Um, the trees and everything else, and the dunes that they're kind of diving through seem a lot deeper and, and more difficult. But this does yeah. seem to be, and it's part of the reason the wind is so vicious here, too. It's, this seems to almost have been cleared uh, at some point in history. Um, and um, similar to um, how you interpreted smell before, um, you're hit with just this, this rank um, smell of, of decay uh, and of rot. Um, that just seems to be carried on the wind. Um, and as you make your way towards the trees, sure enough, you can see uh, corpses that have been seemingly impaled on these uh, these branches. Um, what do you think all, you... Sorry? sorry? Are they all known corpses? Like, are they our expedition uh, members? None of them are gnomes. They are... Mm. Um, they're, they're hard to tell because they're, they're desiccated. They're very, very old bodies. Um, they're about... Like they're bigger skeletons? They're... Kind of yeah, like, think um, think like withered flesh, um, kind of vaguely frozen. Dear. Um, as you... I think you can't see this. Gwendolyn can. Um, they're wearing um, just kind of like tunics, like basically what you'd wear under armor, uh, not armor itself. Okay. Um, and they're roughly human-shaped or human-sized. They aren't humans, but they're human-sized. It's hard to tell what what they are, but sure, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, remains. But no, they are not gnomes. Um, Gwendolyn, sure. what do you think your your kind of like pay attention to me? 
Like, what's your Dr. Grant with a flare trying to get the T-Rex's attention? Um, uh, excuse me, Dr. Ian Malcolm? Dum-dums and dice would like to welcome you into a world of darkness and vampires with Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast featuring Ryan LaPlante as the gangster Ridley Beef, Tyler Hewitt as the conflicted detective Everett Fry, and Megan Miles as the poet Iris Dunn with storyteller Tom McGee. Join these newly turned vampires as they try to take control of Montreal, but all is not as it seems. And as their humanity slowly slips away, they are forced into increasingly dangerous situations as the streets of the city run red with blood and sticky with syrup. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. New episodes available weekly. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, started with or Dr. Did Grant. You mean Dr. Grant. I mean, or Dr. Grant, he see. lit it up and then he threw it away. And then Ian Malcolm's yeah, like, hey, true. hey, look at me. And he's like, no, you fool. That's true. That's very true. I rolled a nine on my stealth, so I'm the toilet lawyer. (laughs) Donald Gennaro. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think all I do is just basically like, just like tramping, like kind of side, like rocking side to side. (laughs) Yeah, like my arms just. Yeah, all right. Are you like tapping? Making as much like visual. Like clanking your sword on your back? Clanking. Got a ham bone. Yeah, just clanking. Got a ham metal gloves onto a big metal chest. Isn't it refreshing to not have to roll a stealth check as a character in armor for once? It's just like, no, fuck it. My job is to do what would happen anyway. Um, I just don't try to hide anything. Cool. So yeah. So you 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 clank your way forward. Clank. Um, and uh, can you roll me? What's your passive perception? Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Uh, can you roll me a perception check, please? Yeah. You might need above an eleven. Seven. Uh, you're clanking. You're clanking. Uh, you're actually kind of enjoying yourself. This is. Uh, you know, like, uh, traditionally you weren't the loud one of your siblings, uh, or your family. It's nice to actually get to be the loud one and and kind of wreck shit for a bit. Um, so you're clanking away, just having a great time. Uh, and then, uh, suddenly the ground gives way under your foot, uh, and, uh, you fall forward, um, into a pit trap. Um, so, uh, you land with a resounding clang, uh, you're gonna take, uh, seven points of damage as, uh, the spikes batter you, um, and, uh, unfortunately, because it is a snowy trap, uh, a bunch of snow and leaves kind of pile in on top of you, um, from, from above. Uh, we cut to Duncan... Your danger sense is tingling. Uh, also, you can just smell um, like rotting meat like crazy. Uh, and all of a sudden, the clanking stops. What do you do? Do you remain in position or do you see go to see what happened? Has she di- she's disappeared from sight, correct? Like if I look over, I kind of imagine there's no one there. Yeah, well, I kind of imagined you guys were setting a trap at like once she reaches here, that's when we'll spring out. She never reached there. So it's like clankety, 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 clankety. And in my head, I'd just be like, hmm. she wasn't singing a song like I told her to. 
I don't know if she just stopped to look at a flower or something. Or there's no monster roaring, but it's a stealthy monster. Damn it. Uh, and I'm going to have to go check because it did sneakily get dogs, and dogs are kind of quiet, stealthy beings. Uh, so I'll Marco, try to creep to her, you? but that'll be my plan. Uh, yeah, because uh, the plan was basically she was a distraction, so I assume when she stops making noise, like, oh, she's been attacked, so yeah, I will go to where I last heard her. All right, so you both kind of, like, emerge from hiding um, to see kind of a, an indentation in the ground um, with uh, what looks like um, a recently scraped out walls, uh, and then there's just a pile of snow at the bottom. You think you can see some glinting metal. Um... I'll uh, I'll climb down the wall. Cool. Uh, uh, so you climb down the wall, and you can see as you get closer, um, Gwendolyn just kind of awkwardly shuffling her way up. Like there's a spike through her shoulder, but it doesn't really matter. She just has to like awkwardly walk the length of it to get her shoulder clear. Right. Um, uh, so she kind of comes up. Um, Duncan, I assume you're staying up top. Yeah, I'm not going to try to climb down into the pit, but I will, like, take a knee and ghillie suit it with Mr. Bang, just ready for something to come to the trap. Because I'm aware that, like, if something fell in the pit, very few hunters have no way to know when a trap goes off. Um, Can you go ahead and roll me a perception check, please? That is... Ten. Ten? Uh, Okay, Um, the... Your... You're splitting your focus, like you, you pull the gun, but you're still ultimately trying to make sure Gwendolyn isn't dead. Um, when suddenly the um, the the smell of meat gets of like rotting meat just gets incredibly intense, uh, and you whip around um, to see a massive white form towering over you. Um, it's uh, it looks to be about maybe seven feet tall, uh, big scary teeth. Um, you know, dirty fur, reeks of dead meat, um, and uh, it uh, gives you a, a firm shove. Um, so I'm gonna let you go ahead and roll your your Mr. Bang, um, and then uh, you're gonna have to roll a deck save to try and avoid going in the pit. Mr. Bang is a ten to hit. Fortunately, that will not hit. And then the deck save to avoid the pit is a nat one. So you fire directly into center mass on this thing, uh, but it doesn't seem to do anything. And then you fall backward into like it's it's moving. So you fire into what you, you're pretty sure center mass, but like you may have missed. Um, it shoves you, uh, and you fall backward into the pit uh, because you're landing on Gwendolyn, who's already in the pit and has kind of dumped snow in it already. You're going to take less damage than she did because it's less sharp now. Uh, so you're going to take um, five points of damage um, as you fall backward in. <clears throat> and now kind of leering down at you is uh, this creature that just kind of lets out a horrible, like, moan. Um, and is is backlit dramatically by the Arctic sun. It's some kind of snowman, some kind of abominable snowman yeah we look at it and think if I painted this it would be blurry (laughs) exactly go ahead and roll initiative (laughs) twenty-one. Nineteen for Duncan I also got twenty-one oh look at us and I'm sorry uh, Duncan 
that was 19. Ooh, big spender. Ooh. Um, Gwendolyn, what is your uh, dex bonus? Plus and two. And Marka, what is your dex bonus? Plus three. All right, so Marka, you are up first. Uh, the abominable uh, snow orc is staring down at you, um, roaring furiously. Uh, let me give you just a little little bit piece of information that comes with like the card of uh, a giant wolf spider. Uh, smaller than a giant spider, a giant wolf spider hunts prey across open ground or hides in a burrow or crevice <laughs> in a hidden cavity beneath debris. So I am going to spring out of this pit uh, and just kind of climb on top of this abominable snowman and uh, try to bite, bite him. Cool, go for it. I'm, I'm gonna do a bite. Uh, and that's a 13 to hit. One moment, please. Um, yes. Yeah, 13 hits. Damn. Okay. So that's 1d6 piercing plus 1. Oh, nice. So that's 7 piercing damage. Uh, and this abominable uh, snowman uh, needs to make a uh, constitution save. Um, DC 11. Ah, uh, yes, he makes it. Yes, okay, so he's going to take half poison damage here. So I rolled a total of five, so he takes two, I think it rounds down? Uh, yes. Okay, so he takes two poison damage. Cool. So yeah, you, you bite in, uh, and you feel the thing go, um, and it starts, like, smacking at you, but you're you're clearly in there. Uh, wicked. Uh, Gwendolyn, um, you kind of, like, hoist Duncan back up onto his feet, uh, and uh, above you, you can see uh, an abominable snow orc wrestling with a <laughs> with a spider. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm below it, right? Because yeah. I'm still in the pit. Um. I'd like to. I draw my sword and just like take a slash at its feet. Um. You are the pit is too deep. You oh, no. have to climb how, up and out. It's, how deep it's is too the deep? pit, Tom? Uh, the, right. the pit's about um. We'll say ten feet deep. So, like, it's easy to climb uh, out of, but it's deep enough that you can't just walk out. Yeah. <laughs> Not exactly a yeah, great um, uh, then, hunter trap if you can stab it from, from the pit. Okay. Then I'm going to send the sword mm-hmm. up um, as a bonus action um, and basically make it fly, like, behind uh, the snow mm-hmm. orc um, and hit it with the sword just to, like, distract it so I can scramble sure. up um, after that. And hopefully, I don't know, maybe try to give uh, my friend some advantage, if possible. Um, that's an 11 to hit. No dice. But um, it, you are but. able to scrabble up without <laughs> it throwing a spider at you. So that's a, that's a boon. All right. Um, and Laura, uh, just because I'm not tremendously familiar with these rules, uh, is it that your bonus action is sending it and attacking, or is your bonus action to send yeah. the sword and then your action is to attack? Oh, no, my bonus is... Uh, yeah, send it and attack. Cool. So I still have an action then. Uh, your action is hey. is the climb up. Or w- would the climb oh. be movement or That's action? That's not my movement? Because it's climbing speed of 15 feet. You said it's only 10. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to take into account the snow, the spikes, and the trying not to get hit by a Yeti. But yeah, cool. Do whatever you want. Um, yeah, all right. Uh, I'll let you take an action, but if you try and attack, it'll be a disadvantage. 
Because this isn't like you're just climbing a block. You're climbing out of a spiked pit. Yeah, no, that was fair. Also, I would have accepted, like, no, <laughs> shut up, Laura. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll try to, to, to slam attack it, just to, to knock it over. Okay. Um, that's at disadvantage. So that's a 15 to hit. hit. Yep. Yay. Okay. And I just kind of like shriek and uh, uh, hit it for five points of damage. Okay. It's just like, ah! I'm still feeling like the that energy. Yeah, man, fun. I get it. I get it. Climbs are exciting and invigorating. Um, cool. So it takes yeah. it takes the hit, but it's it's pretty solid. So it doesn't like fall over. Um, you just kind of clank against it. It's got like a spider on it. Then you clank against its side. Uh, and it stumbles a couple feet. Uh, Duncan. All right, so Duncan is going to climb out, but rather than just climb, he's he's not a guy who just does boring scrambles. That's not his deal. So he's going to take, like, two steps, jump, bounce off of one wall with one leg, kick off the other wall, probably yell, like, parkour, uh, and then just, like, <laughs> kind of do a side roll in the air and roll to his feet uh, on the far side. And as he turns around at the far end of the pit, he'll, like, chuck a dagger at the abominable snowman. Sure. <laughs> it's a it's a classic parkour. Dawnbreaker fighting style. Yeah, that was his trainer's name was uh, Stephen Parkour. Uh, he, he taught <laughs> Stephen flexibility parkour. Yeah, <laughs> he was not a Dawnbreaker, but he, they had to hire someone. Uh, that is a ten to hit. No dice. Um, again, like similar to your shot earlier, you throw the dagger um, seemingly at its side, um, and you see it kind of pass. Uh, almost into its stomach, um, but you lose sight of the dagger. It, it feels like it should have been a sound hit, but uh, it wasn't. Um, can you roll me a perception check, please? That is a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Um, so having also had this happen with your, your gunshot, you're keeping a, a keen eye on this. Um, you throw your dagger, it seems to disappear, and then a moment later you see it kind of um, almost like bounce and fall to the ground at his feet. Um, so definitely hit, but it seemed to kind of awkwardly fall. As someone who does a lot of cape shit, uh, this is kind of what happens if someone throws a dagger and it hits your cape. There's something inside it. It's not an abominable snowman. It's disguising something. Uh, brings us to the abominable snowman. Uh, so he's got um, an, a, a spider on him and a suit of armor. Um, he's just going to fall directly forward into the spike pit because uh, he's got a trap <laughs> wow. spider-shaped uh, pillow. Um, so, Tyler, roll me a strength save, please. Shit. Let me see what the spider's strength stat is here. Uh, so that's a dirty 20. Fuck, I only got a 10. So as, as it falls forward, you just throw two legs back. Uh, and just, like, Spidey underneath him to, like, shoot some webs out to, like, uh, secure it. So he's kind of, like, trying to push forward, but the weight of the armor kind of holding him and the, um, uh, your, your strength, uh, opposes him. So that sucks. Um, and then, uh, not knowing what else to do, he's gonna use his, uh, other attack to, uh, throw an elbow at, uh, the princess there. So, Gwendolyn, your AC right, right now is... 20. 20. Uh, all right, he will hit... Uh, because I rolled an 18. Because I'm cool like that. 
you will take uh, six points of damage as he he elbows you square in the jaw. All right. Uh, so am I suspending this guy? No, uh, you're over a pit now. You're, you're pushing like he he tried to fall forward. You put two legs down to to stop and then push oh, back okay, and okay. then you just shot some web out to like further. You're okay. holding yourself up, yeah. Rather, it's than, like two feet okay. down and then four. Okay. Like, you describe it that way, but for some reason, yeah. in my head it was like, oh, he goes into the pit, and I like grab onto like the sides. But I see now. Okay, also pretty cool. Uh, no, I was thinking more. Just you have an abundance of legs, so two two Got prop it. you up, and then yeah, six. Keep right. keep hugging. Okay. Um, cool. Uh, Maka. Uh, I bite. I go for another bite. Yeah, go for it. Uh, that's a 19 on the die plus stuff. Three. So, yeah. Yep. yeah. That'll hit. Okay, so that's 1d6 piercing. That is two piercing damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's got to make another constitution save. He's got to beat an 11. He does. Okay, so this is half of this. Uh, 10, so five damage. Five damage. Please. Cool. Um,. So as you you bite, um, he kind of like throws the arm he used to elbow um, Gwendolyn in the face, throws his arm kind of in front of his face. um, And as you you bite down, uh, you like crunch into it. um, And as you you pull away, uh, a big chunk of fur comes off with it. um, And uh, there's a a coppery sheen uh, that kind of glints in your eyes. Hmm. Okay. Um... I don't think I have any other actions I can do on my turn, nope. right? But that's it's good to, it's good that's to you. know that. Okay. Uh, Gwen. Uh, Maka just bit a guy's arm. It's dope. Um, well, I'm going to recall my sword to me, Thor style, and uh, with the momentum, two hands, just like, and, cool. and, Go and, for it. and slash away. Um, uh, with a big old eight. No dice. Um, you swing down. Uh, your your sword thwacks against the uh, the fur, um, and uh, it kind of like shakes in your hands uh, like you hit metal. Uh, which oh. brings us to Duncan. Uh, you see the glint of of copper because you're obviously paying attention for subterfuge. Yeah. They're very, very close, though, which is a problem for me. Because Duncan knows what is an unfortunate truth, which is a rapier is an expert's weapon for very specific strikes, and a rapier is completely useless while trying to attack someone in plate mail when you can't see where the openings are. That's right, man. I'm sure one day you'll get to duel someone. (laughs) (laughs) On the last day of the campaign. So I think he's going to realize he has to abandon a lot of his, like, dancery for this one. Uh, And he's going to draw his rapier with both hands and then, like, just basically crank it into the waist. Both hands be like, ah! And he's just going to try to ram it point first just through uh, the the torso of our Uh, our Yeti friend. I'll give you advantage because all of this. (laughs) (laughs) And that is an 18 to hit. Yep, that'll do. And that is... Uh, six piercing damage. Uh, all right, so you drive your blade um, sort of through, and you, you definitely, like, you don't impale him, but it definitely scores across 
uh, the lower back, um, and uh, you just hear um, kind of a muffled cry of, of pain. Um, Ryan, what languages do you speak? I speak Elvish, Dwarven, and Common. Okay. Um, you hear something yelled in a language you don't quite understand. Hmm. There's some fuckery going on here. <laughs> Throw it in the pit! <laughs> I'll yell. All right. Uh, that brings us to uh, the Yeti. Um, the Yeti is truly fucked. Um <laughs> It is going to, yeah. Uh, I need um, uh, Tyler and Laura to roll me a uh, con save, please. What's the spider's con? Oh, plus one. Oh, that's a dirty twenty. Lucky me. Dirty twenty. And Laura's a nat one. Nat so one from Laura. That's a natural one. Um, so the, uh, the abominable snowman is like, kind of like heaving, um, and it tries to grab at you, uh, Maka, but you're with so many legs, you're very, uh, easily able to hold on. Um, but, uh, given that, uh, Gwendolyn, you're so close and kind of fighting it, he just kind of reaches over, grabs you in a headlock, and then just starts running for the cliff. This episode of Curse Code and Crown Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.